Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. This is my Derby SummerSlam predictions. Let's get started. So, SummerSlam is this Sunday, and while I'm going to be out of town Sunday night, I plan on recapping the show if I'm able to get back in town and um, get what I missed. The show should be a good show. Is There's 10 matches advertised, which means more is going to be added. Uh, um, so, I'm going to give my predictions on the 10 that's been officially announced and a couple that's rumored so i'm looking forward to the show while a lot of the matches were thrown together literally last minute within two weeks ago the car looks to be pretty good i'm gonna start from the bottom work my way up um i'm thanks to sportingnews.com for the um match card um so the first match is for the Cruiserweight Championship, a champion Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorcan. While I have not watched 205 Live in the longest time, I didn't even know Drew Gulak was champion. Um, I'm glad to see that he's champion. He, I, th- I always thought he deserved it. Because while the Cruiserweight division is um, prominently known for high-flying and craziness, um, Drew Gulak and Oni Lorcan both bring a hard-hitting um, Bruiserweight sort of style to the craft of being a cruiserweight. Drew um, Gulak was always like, this is a no-fly zone. I love his gimmick. Um, since he's been champion and no one contends, I do know he's been more serious. And uh, Ernie Lorcan, I've enjoyed as he's a t- tag team with Danny Butch. I think they're still a team. Um, but like I said, I haven't kept up with um, the cruiserweight division, so these two Fighting for the title was a surprise, and this match will be a very good match. Probably a match you don't want to sleep on. This will be a hard-hitting fight to the finish, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe. And I'm going to give Drew Gulak here the retention. And I just think this match will be incredible. And will be a good way to start the show if they do this. I don't know what's on the kickoff show and what's not, because... um. I don't think it's been announced what's on the kickoff show and what's not. Obviously, this will be, and I'm going to sadly say probably Ember and Bailey and or The Fiend and Finn Balor. Hopefully, neither one of them is the case. Especially The Fiend and Finn Balor because that match would be a make-or-break match for Bray Wyatt. So, the next match after the Drew Gulak only looking match is um, Dolph Ziggler versus Bill Goldberg. This match was rumored to happen. And I figured it would happen because last time we saw Goldberg in a derby ring, he had one of the worst matches I've ever witnessed in my life since I've become a wrestling fan years ago. That match with Undertaker was one was just absolute mayhem in a bad way. Garbage is a dumpster fire. That's not good. Goldberg <laughs> hit his head on the door, locked the door down, and bust himself open, and got concussion and all that. So hopefully he does not hit by anything. Sunday, please, Goldberg, just don't hit, but nothing, just walk to the ring, please. Um, 
This match will be a good match because Goldberg does want to wash that taste of the Undertaker match out of his mouth and make people forget that awful match. And I think Dolph Ziggler is the right opponent for them to do that because Dolph, even though he's not really taken seriously or has any credibility, um, is such a good performer in the ring, such a good seller. So, no matter what Goldberg does in this match, Dolph's going to sell it to the best of his abilities, especially a spear and a jackhammer. Um, I don't see this match going over six minutes. Maybe go, I might, I'm assuming, not assuming, but I think what's going to happen is Dolph's going to whip out a super kick, switching music, whatever you want to call it, off the, get out of the gate. But whether you're mad, probably slam, spear, jackhammer, that's it. I think Dolph will get a little bit of offense. Because it's rumored that Goldberg wants to wrestle a little bit, like to get his credibility back. But he's never known to be a wrestler, just a brute. Um, but Goldberg's win this match, obviously. If Dolph Ziggler wins this by any shred, I will be astonished. But I highly, highly, highly doubt he's going to win this match. But Dolph's a good opponent for Goldberg to wrestle to get rid of the Undertaker match. Um, Goldberg's winning, but Dolph Ziggler's going to sell for Goldberg in a way that will make it look so much worse, which is a good thing. Next is the Queen Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus, because they're in Stratus' hometown of, I think it's, on, I think it's yes, Toronto, Canada. Um, this match is going to be one of the high-profile marquee matches of the show, because you got the past, the best, one of the best women's wrestlers as far as the past goes into Stratus versus the best current wrestler, one of the best, Charlotte Flair. This match is gonna be a pretty, uh, it's gonna be a not a brutal match, but it's gonna be a very high octane match. Very fast paced, hard hitting. I feel it's gonna be a good match. Cause Trish, Trish can go still, I'm sure, obviously. Um, and Charlotte's gonna bring out the best in her, and vice versa. And I'll tell you who's going to win this match. And I'm kind of 50-50. Because they're in Trish's hometown. And they probably want to give her the rub in her hometown. But also, Charlotte Flair needs to win to get the momentum on her side going forward. So, I'm going to give the win here to Charlotte Flair. But if Trish does win, I'd be surprised with either one. But I think Charlotte has more to gain for a win here than Trish. Unless Trish is coming back full-time or... So maybe her versus the SmackDown Women's Champion or Becky Lynch if she retains. So if Trish is coming back full time, then yeah, I give her the win. I don't see that. Um, so Charlotte Flair is gonna win here. Next match is the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. The match that I am most excited about, which I never thought I'd say about a Bray Wyatt match because you've everybody you've seen me as well praise on the highest. Record the Fiend character of Bray Wyatt in general. Since he de- returned as the, the Firefly Funhouse Blues Clues wannabe host, which transitioned to the, to the Fiend, I love every bit of it. Um, I do kind of wish, only my own gripe about the Fiend characters, I wish they wouldn't have the Firefly Funhouse character reference the Fiend as much. Make it like a bipolar disorder. That's one thing I think I would like. Is having me two separate, have Bray the host of the show, and I realize what he's done, and that starts starts to catch up with him and all that stuff. But that's my only gripe about the Fiend, is they should keep him two separate entities for the time being, but have it be what it is. I love it nonetheless. 
I love the fiend character, the monster fiend itself. When he comes out of nowhere, lights are flickering, flashing, it's crazy. It's it gives me anxiety. The fiend gives me anxiety in a good way, like like being a jump scare or some type of fear. Not fear, but an anxious feeling, because you have no clue when it's coming, and when it's there, it's just nerve-wracking, because the screeching music, the flipping lights, um, <laughs> laughing at the end, and this, his menacing appearance. I'm loving The Fiend, and I love him using the man of the claw the way he does. He looks like he's putting so much force behind that claw, like he's trying to rip out the flipping esophagus. <laughs> I'm not trying to um, hype the fiend up too much in this episode, but, um, this match with Finn Balor is going to be a, it's going to be a good match, I think it's actually be a match, a lot of people say it's going to be just a squash match, and I don't think they would do this at SummerSlam, except for Goldberg Dolph Ziggler, I think the, it's going to be a good match, but the fiend's going to have the upper hand for most of it, and win, the fiend's winning with the Mandel Claw, I'm calling it, boy, I would like, like for the new move for the finger beans, do a do a sister Abigail, but as he lands the sister Abigail, transition to the mammal claw. I think that'd be a good combo there. I don't know what he'd call it, but um, have the twist, have the sister Abigail into the mammal claw as a like a double fission maybe. That's the something that'd be cool. I think about that last night. That'd be cool for the feet to do was do you combine both his finishes into one. Um. So this match will be a, it'd be a good it'd be a quick match. It, it might be the Finn Balor might be a little offense, but um, Bray's gonna win. And if it, if it is a squash match, I won't be surprised. But I just got feeling it's gonna be a little bit of a match. It might be a quick quick match as far as I like, think it's offense comes around to sister Abigail and then the Rainbow Claw in the match because it's rumored that Finn's taking time off and obviously he needs it. Um, his time in WWE since his return in 2016 has been, been star pushes, and he just looks exhausted. You can just tell, but I've noticed every time he's on TV here lately, his eyes are baggy. He needs time off. He looks exhausted mentally, physically, in every which way. He needs time off. So, Bray Wyatt's going to win this match here. And I'm going to make a little prediction. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that Bray's going to attack or go after Alistair Black next. That's a few I really want to see. A lot of people don't agree with me, but I think the Fiend with Alistair Black will be a very, very, very interesting feud. So the Fiend's going to win here. Next up is AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States Championship. This match will be one of the matches of the night right here. It has to be. They can't mess this up to the most, the fast-paced, best wrestlers in the business going at it. And AJ is a great hero wrestler. Very, very heel. Um, this match is going to be probably a 20-minute banger. Um, I think that it's going to, this feud's going to prolong, meaning that it's going to keep going. <laughs> um, AJ Styles is going to win after some shenanigans from the OC, Gals Nansen, I think, maybe. I think what's going to happen is they're going to, um, it's Big E and Woods is now coming out and help evening the odds again. I think they're going to tie that together, I believe. Um, but I think Ricochet is going to be like on the verge of winning. He's going to lose thanks to the OC. And AJ Styles is going to retain with a Styles Clash. That's just my call. But AJ Styles is retaining because he's a new heel. And the OC is on fire right now. It's one of the best heel stables. And they need to keep it going. 
The next match is Shane McMahon vs. Kevin Owens. If Owens loses, he must quit WWE. So this match is one that was kind of thrown together in three weeks, four weeks. Had a good amount of build to it, though. Um, like I said on my SmackDown review, my live review, Owens is an idiot as far as him deciding to put his career on the line and then getting mad because Shane wouldn't put his. The way they booked the storyline is stupid. They have Owens like a complete idiot, in my opinion. Um, regardless, I believe he's going to get the win here and top of the boss man, Stone Cold style. Elias is to come out probably and get us either stunner and then Shane's to get a stunner and there we go. And also as a second like a side prediction, if Shane did win, I feel they're gonna pull like another Stone Cold angle and have him gone for a few weeks maybe, come back and cause a ruckus and stuff, end up getting his job back. So that would be surprising. That wouldn't surprise me as well, I mean. But I think Kevin's going to win here, and Shane's afraid away from TV like it's been rumored. But I won't be surprised with the latter. A lot of these, uh, I, won't, I won't be surprised with another scenario type of outcome, but I think Kevin's going to win here. Next match is the worst booked match, one of the worst booked matches on the card. Bailey was in the moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This match, this build has been awful. Awful, awful, awful. Because they've made Ember Moon look like such a weakling here, and we know she's not that. This match would be incredible. Don't I know that? This match would be a very good match, very fast paced, very hard hitting match, like I've said for a lot of these matches, which is not a bad thing. But they've booked this match so terribly. They've had Bailey look strong, which she's a champion, obviously, but Emma Moon's been getting beat up by Bailey, getting beat up by Natalia, getting saved by Bailey. Emma Moon has zero momentum going in here. Well, uh, they, it's rumored that this will lead to Emma Moon heel turn if Bailey wins. If that's the case, then hopefully they make Emma look super strong going forward into the rematch because Bailey needs a long, a longer feud with somebody. But as far as this match goes, the bill for this particular match was garbage. But I want to give the win to Bailey, and then Emma moves to turn heel. Hopefully, refresh her character before it gets too damaged. Next is Becky Lynch versus Natalia in a submission match for the Raw Women's Championship. It was announced like two days ago that this is now a submission match, which I'm ecstatic about. This is going to be one of the better women's matches, obviously. Probably one of the best matches on the card, uh, I believe. Um, both of these women can go. While I criticize Natalia being as a little sloppy in her Raw match, um, she can go one-on-one -on -one pretty well, and Becky Lynch is a very good opponent for Natalia. They both have good submissions. It's, all, it's a disarm her versus the sharpshooter. Um, Natalia is basically a heel now, which I think as a heel, she's great. But her last hair run, if I remember correctly, she didn't win much at all. So hopefully they don't do that again with her this time. But as far as this match goes, Becky Lynch is going to tap her out with the sharpshooter. Let me say that again. Becky Lynch is going to tap her out with the sharp shooter as a little bit of insult and injury. Either way, Natalia's tapping out, but I think Becky Lynch is going to do an insult to injury and tap her out on the finisher. Becky's winning because she's obviously the WWE 2K20 cover star, one of the cover stars, um, and she can't lose. <laughs> That's the only thing about this match. They pointed this out on WrestleTalk that she is the cover star, so she's not losing. She, there's no way she's losing. So I want Becky Lynch to retain here. 
Who she can go against next? I don't know. We shall see. Um. Oh man, here we go. The next match is for the WWE Championship. It's champion Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton in the match I am most hype about. People disagree with that and say this match is poorly booked. I don't think so. While you didn't have much interaction in the ring between the two competitors, the video packages and and uh, talking about each person's perspective of going into the match, I thought it was such a good touch. Here's Randy talking two weeks ago about how he doesn't believe Kofi's ready or was how he believes didn't believe he was ready a decade ago, how he's still not ready now. Then Kofi talked about how Randy was the one that held him back due to his influence and how he's not gonna let that happen now. The way they built this match around that issue ten years ago, like I said in my last video, is an example that WWE can do continuity if they want to. The story told here was that Kofi is not letting Randy mess with his career again, which Randy is obviously one to do. This match would be a very good match. I do see a RKO spot out of nowhere, though, which I am fine with. But I'm going to go with Kofi retaining the title here because this is just the, the best ending to this decade-long feud, basically. Is that Kofi topples a guy that held him back a decade ago, and that the sky's the limit now that he's toppled the one that held him back. And it's just the, it, it's a, the end to a good, continuous story of a decade. This is how you book a book continuity, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion. This was perfectly booked, not perfectly booked, but was greatly booked, in my opinion. And Kofi is going to retain here. The main event, we're in what I'm calling the worst booked match of the card. Yes, the worst booked match of the card is the main event. Shocking. Brock Lesnar champion versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. This match was booked terribly, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong, they made Brock look unstoppable, which is always Brock Lesnar's main objective. They made Seth Rollins look like a complete idiot, like Kevin Owens. And that's what sold me, not sold me, but when Seth Rollins came out last week with the chair hopping around like an idiot, that's like, yeah, this Seth is Seth just... Killed the vibe of the match. Seth just wants to die. Um, Brock was unbeatable. And Seth is just... Seth is losing momentum. Seth is losing fan base. And people are blaming that his Twitter rants are the blame for that mostly. Because... And overexposure. The Twitter, Twitter rants because people are like thinks he's just shooting off too much about his opinions. And people don't agree with half of the things he says. Then his... Um, oh, exposure, he's been used so much, and his matches are generically the same now, and, I, and the fandom does not end the Seth no more. What I think is going to happen is Brock's going to retain here, but I think Brock's going to absolutely murder Seth Rollins in this match. Um, it's, it's going to be a no-GQ match. I'm calling that now, because Seth has been thrown into so many objects, chairs, stretches, Ring posts, tables, everything like that. This match is going to be an, either no DQ or no holds bar match. Maybe, you know, um, yeah, either either or. But I feel like Brock's going to retain here because that's just what I feel. 
I don't see a way that Seth can win unless he low blows again. Basically, basically a WrestleMania repeat match. Which if they do that again, that's not going to happen. But Brock's going to retain here because he looks so incredible. And his reign, this reign of Brock Lesnar's, I'm enjoying tremendously. Versus his previous two, he seems invested now and wants to do this and give his all to WWE. Which is a good sign. He's very involved in this storyline. He's out of four weeks leading up to SummerSlam. He missed one week, which is incredible to see. Um, his presence on my television and on a consistent basis. Basis, I'm enjoying. I just think they're gonna make Brock Lesnar stay the champion for a while because Seth, like I said, his momentum's getting flat. Him being champion again won't won't um be a hype moment, especially for SummerSlam. So Brock's retaining. And I believe they're gonna phase Seth out and make make him maybe him take a little bit of a break as well since he's been overexposed. Maybe have him go to SmackDown once they move to Fox. Maybe keep him off for the next couple of months because I I didn't realize until now October's almost here. It's like two months, like six seven weeks away, which is crazy to think about. And I think Seth being on Fox, being on SmackDown, will be a be a. Uh, Reviving of Seth Rollins because he's been on Raw since he debuted basically in 2013. So him being on SmackDown would be a good breath of fresh air. Now that's the card, the actual matches. I'm gonna talk about the predict, um, the rumored matches potentially. One is uh, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. If they do this match, Roman's winning, um, because he's a cover star. Simple as that. And it's also rumored Roman Reigns versus Rowan. If that's the case, I, but I, I don't know why, but I'm intrigued to see Roman versus Rowan because these two big horses were going at it. Would be a good match. Um, Roman's winning regardless. Another weird match for this scenario was Roman and Samoa Joe versus Rowan and Daniel Bryan. Either one of those scenarios I like, but either way, Roman Reigns and or Roman and Samoa Joe is winning. The fun was strong. I don't think they do anything with this. They're gonna pro- Roman's gonna appear in some capacity and do something crazy. Uh, he's gonna be there in general because he's the cover star of WWE 2K20. He's gotta be there. And the next we match is Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Since that match didn't happen Monday night, thanks to the Fiend, Kevin Kurt Angle. Um, this match is probably a pre-show match, and we'll give the win to Drew McIntyre. Next we match is. It's not on here, but I'm going to guess it's going to be Bliss and Cross versus the Iconics for the uh, tag, Women's Tag Team Championships. If they do this, I think the Iconics are going to win again. Win it back. Because I just got a feeling, but if Bliss and Cross retains, don't be surprised. Um, this is my thought. Another women's match is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ali for the IC Championship. A match that I'd say a few weeks ago would be a very good, quick-paced match. Um... If they do this match, I'm going to give Ali the win here. Ali helping um, Rey Mysterio last week and um, fighting up Shinsuke the week before last. His momentum is pretty high for this type of feud. And I think the IC title would be a good title for him to, to have as his first main roster title. Um, next rumored match, which I doubt is going to happen because it will literally be out of nowhere, is the New Days, Woods, and Big E versus Heavy Machinery for the, Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. If this match does happen, I think it's going to be random. I know they've had a few interactions, but it seems like they're away from this. But if they do this, the new days are going to retain. And the last match is a 
Alpha Black vs. Sami Zayn, which if they do this, it might be a SmackDown rematch on the pre-show. Alpha Black's winning here, no doubt about it. So that's my predictions for Derby SummerSlam Sunday. Um, I'm gonna probably miss a good majority of the show because I'm gonna be out of town Sunday night, sadly. But I will do my review, my recap Monday, regardless. So thanks for watching, guys. Have an awesome day, and I'll talk to you later.